There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right before our podcast, I borrowed from one of the community members because uh, my car broke and it needs repair. So... I quickly went to, to Lendville's app and borrowed uh, money, like for real. And uh, took me only like 30 seconds to match with another person. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy that that product exists. So even I can use it. Look, I struggle to pronounce digital and decisioning. Two words I have to say on most workdays. So there's no way I'm going to try the name of that Icelandic volcano that erupted in 2010. But if you were trying to travel at the time, you'll know the one I mean. It grounded flights just before my first trip to Oslo. One my boss and I needed to make. I went by train a rather comfortable eight hours up the west coast of Sweden with plenty of space to stretch my legs. My boss, for reasons I'll never understand, decided to go by bus. An overnight bus for 12 hours with his knees around his ears. None of this is relevant in any meaningful way to what we're about to discuss, except that we're in Norway, the only country I visited by air, sea, and rail. And it was that all talk about how expensive everything is there. Although, as I say it, that might have been the more sensible introduction to what is actually a show about a business with its roots in a personal cost-of-living crisis. Welcome to How to Learn Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Angelica Osmanova, founder and CEO of Lendwell, a Norway-based peer-to-peer lending platform. Welcome to the show. I personally have a soft spot for the P2P model. I've explored it recently with Kiva and before that with Monexo. And I have a soft spot for Norway, having spent a couple of years working in the region. But I'm going to delay my gratification for a minute because your early life and your early career is too interesting to just gloss over. So, Lika, before we get into what you're doing now, tell me a bit about your life and your work before Lendwell. Absolutely. Well, first, Brennan, great pleasure to be on your podcast. And uh, thank you so much for inviting me over. My early life is uh, quite interesting. I uh, come from Kazakhstan originally. As of now, I've been living in Norway for about 10 years. But how it all started was from me getting a scholarship to study in Norway. And the scholarship was too small to pay for basic expenses. So it was around like four times lower than a standard salary in Norway. And I had to borrow a lot of money from my peers to be able to pay my rent, which, as you can imagine, was not a very pleasant experience because you have to ask, can you lend me a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there, and have to remember who you borrow money from. And I have been dreaming of uh, you know, having an application that could uh, solve these kind of issues for me. And back then, Tinder was already popular among kids, if I can say so. 
And but there was no Tinder like application to just match with people for the sake of borrowing money from them. I ended up building it myself after not finding it available. Before that, I studied a bit in the US. Uh, I'm an educated journalist uh, originally, then studied a bit in the UK, then in Norway, of course, in my home country of Kazakhstan as well. But my life brought me to Norway. And uh, here I am building Lendwell, a mobile application for borrowing money and lending money to strangers, just as your podcast is called. I always like to hear you know, the entrepreneurship stories where they have their roots in an experience that you've lived yourself. So let's talk about the reality of that process, though. So you experienced this issue with raising money from your peers. You've gone out to solve it yourself. What was it actually like to hit the ground and to start building a business for yourself? It was extremely difficult, and I don't want to sugarcoat it. The process of starting your own company is tedious, difficult, terrible, but exhilarating, exciting and definitely allows you to grow into a better professional and hopefully a better person as well. I worked at a computer vision startup at the times of starting Lendwell. So after I graduated, I got to work in a variety of different companies before starting Lendwell. I didn't start Lendwell just out of school, which I think is also important to mention. So I went to work as a marketing person. I headed a marketing department at Hudley, which is another popular startup in the region. They went into collab with Google in 2017, and I was the head of marketing then. So it was a very, very good place to be at the time. And then I spoke with one of my colleagues, who was also my mentor at Hudley, about the idea of Lendwell, because originally I thought that I would just give away this idea to somebody else who was you know, smart and more experienced, because I don't come from a financial background. So I didn't even know that that thing was called peer-to-peer lending. So the only thing I knew was that, okay, there needs to be products that would allow people to borrow money from each other. And I couldn't find it online because I was Googling, you know, how to borrow 50 euros from a person. So I gave this idea to my mentor and then she introduced me to the FinTech Accelerator in Norway. Then that FinTech Accelerator liked the idea and invited me to stay in the Accelerator. After that, I quit my job. And the accelerator is called Def the Factory. It's a fintech accelerator. It focuses only on fintech, proptech, and regtech companies. And my original investment was 16,000 euros to explore the market, to build a, a prototype of the product, and to see if I can get people to the waiting list, just to see if there's interest on the market. And then when I managed to get people from 30 different countries, I understood that, okay, this is a problem that many people have. Many people want to either borrow from strangers or lend to strangers, and they want to uh, have a more social way of doing it, not just you know going through the list of different loan applications and like, finding which one you know, fits me best, but uh, actually being able to communicate with people, match with people in a Tinder-like experience and complete transaction in a safe environment. So people were just looking for safety. This was what we realized in our market research. It's soon four years since I started building Landwell in it is extremely difficult to build a good peer-to-peer lending platform that would allow individuals to borrow money from each other. So I can understand why there had not been any product that I wanted back in the days, because it's really hard. You've got the tagline on, on your website there, forget about expensive consumer loans and companies that want to get rich by making you poor. Let the money that belongs to the people stay with the people. In terms of the Lendwell product, what are you bringing to borrowers and lenders? What does it actually look like? 
It has a very simplistic user experience, but there are actually more than 400 different screens you can experience on the platform. So depending on what you do on the application, what you start with, depending on your first action, depending on the action following that action, there are a variety of different possibilities of what you can see on your mobile application screen. But everybody starts with a screen that states the trust score. Trust score is a proprietary algorithm, a proprietary evaluation of the user's trustworthiness slash creditworthiness that we derive from internal and external external sources. And also that we base on person's behavior inside the application. So if you diligently return the money back on time, if you get good reviews from your peers, you get good star rating, you're being polite in the chat, you're consuming educational materials on the platform, you get a higher trust score. And the trust score will determine how much money you can borrow or you can lend. All users who start as borrowers can borrow only up until 100 euros. You cannot borrow any more than that before you prove that you can handle this small credit line. The problem with existing credit cards, for example, that give you the big credit line is that most people who get the credit card for the first time, they don't know how to manage it properly and they just fall to the loop of debt. And I'm also speaking from a personal experience. I'm a grown-up woman, but still, like, it's very difficult when you get a credit card that has, let's say, 3,000 or 5,000 euros as a credit line to spend it diligently and keep returning the money back to credit institutions on time. Here, we have a staircase model in Lendwell that allows people to gradually learn how to handle credit. So you start from small amounts and then you gradually go up to the highest 1,000 euros limit. So we only handle microfinance in the case. So going back to the application, how it looks like and how it works. So uh, if you start as a borrower, you click on the borrow button and then you choose what you want to borrow money for. Uh, we do not show this information to lenders. This is only for our own understanding of your uh, borrowing and spending habits. And after that, you set your criteria. You say how much money you would like to borrow and when you're going to return it. On the lender side, we're doing very similar things. So we ask, okay, how much money you're willing to invest and when you want it back. Then we show users to each other based on criteria and based on our ordering algorithm that makes sure that people have the highest possibility of matching. And then it's just like on Tinder. You see the lender's or the borrower's card with the person's picture if the person had uploaded the picture initially. The trust score, the rating that other users have given to this person. Any reviews, like for example, oh, I, I borrowed from Brendan before, he was fantastic, things like that. And then from here, you can swipe either right or left. So if you swipe right, then a push notification is being sent to another user. And if the other user accepts you, then voila, it's a match. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. 
burrow.com slash ACAST. And from here, users can proceed to chat, accept the loan, and sign a legally binding loan agreement without leaving the application. Uh, the terms are standard for everybody. So like, there is no way you know, to do any sort of arbitrage you know, or selling their loans. Like, we, we do not support that kind of behavior. Uh, and uh, from here, you can chat, you can sign an agreement, and then lenders can transfer the money directly from their bank account to the borrower's bank account. We use open banking APIs. So just a couple of years back, uh, there was this PSD2 regulation that came into place in Europe that mandated all banks to open up their code. So we use open banking to make sure that transaction can happen between individuals directly. So the money does not flow through us. And that makes it better for the user because then we do not we don't have to charge expensive transaction fees. There's no way for us to do anything bad with the money. So it just goes from the user to another user. It's as pure peer-to-peer lending as it can possibly be. But you've also clearly captured the spirit of peer-to-peer with this community building that you do. I think that's really good for the space because it is talking to both parts of that scenario. We're not just talking about the borrowers. You're also talking to the lenders and creating that interaction, that community. Something that makes the entire concept of peer-to-peer lending a bit closer to people's hearts is the fact that people have been borrowing and lending money you know, for many, many years, like even before the technology even existed. So uh, I still remember how people from the same block we uh, we lived in in Kazakhstan, you know, knocked on our door and asked for a little bit of money until payday. And that was in cash. And that was, uh, you know, a part of community building experience where you were supposed to help each other if you lived in the same community. And uh, we really wanted to tap into the experience that people have had anyway. So you anyway borrow money from another person or lend money to another person. Let's just make it a bit more technologically advanced and convenient. Let's not force credit upon you. Let's just look at how you behave in normal human situations when you either lend or borrow and try to build your credit score based on that. And you've got lots of aspects of gamification with badges and these tiers, the staircase model. What inspired you to build those into your product? When I pitched Lendwell, that event was called Lendonomy. In the early days, I pitched it from the perspective of imagine that there is a trust tree growing in your user interface, and that corresponds to your credit rating. So you can actually see your credit score growing. You know what impacts it. Like you return the money back, your tree grew, you got a good rating, your tree grew. And that happens for both borrowers and lenders. So if lenders are learning more about how to handle risk on the application, they are learning about communicating with borrowers. They're learning about how to analyze the repay rates and trust scores on the platform. They also have educational materials they can tap into to improve their score on the platform. And we also limit lenders. Something that which is also very important to mention is that like very often companies in the same industry, they uh, want to maximize uh, the lending amounts. But because we are in microfinance, we already have a lot of lenders who want to pour a bit more money onto the platform, but we're limiting them. So lenders can only lend up to 200 euros when they start on the platform. They also have the same staircase model that they need to go through. And that is also to secure them, to secure their funds, because if you just come to the platform and you throw 1,000 euros into, uh, at a random person, it's not going to work, right? Yes, of course, we do 
all we can to make sure that only trusted individuals happen to be on the platform. We do credit checks. We analyze our users. We detect suspicious transactions. We look at their behavior, but it's still risky. So lenders need to understand that 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 risk on the platform. And when we're trying to teach them the risk perception and that intuition that you know comes with experience with, with investing. Very often lenders come to us because they want to learn how to invest. Very often it's young individuals who are learning about investment, but they want to have something more tangible than, for example, crypto investing. So it's so understandable when you invest into an individual. So people prefer to start from peer-to-peer lending. But education has been there from the very start. Then we also added badges. So you start as a humble moose and then you grow to fire a squirrel and then just evolved as we continued building the application. I've been recently speaking to Jorge Enriquez at Credit Like Me. They're a Mexican micro lender. So they're not peer to peer, but they've got a similar philosophy. They have a ladder of trust for their borrowers and this clear link between your actions and the impact on your credit score, on your trust score. And I think it's my background is in traditional credit bureaus. You know, you get education out there on how do you manage your, your credit score. But some of the ways that you optimize your credit score are counterproductive. So if you've repaid 20 loans, I've got more confidence than if you've paid one loan. But in taking out 19 loans, I'm actually introducing some amount of real risk to the scenario. It's not a great way to really tell a consumer, oh, take more credit or take a credit limit increase because it's better for your score. But in your model, you've got that very easy link of this is what you should do. These are good behaviors. And if you do the good behaviors, the situation improves for you. And I think that is key. It's not just transparency. It's transparency in the logic as well, that the the actions you're encouraging are good actions for the consumer. What is the general awareness of, of credit management like among customers, say, when they enter the process? Most people in general, not only in our regions, you know, walk blind when it comes to their credit scores, unfortunately. There, there was research in 2014, if I am not mistaken, in one of the major Norwegian publications called E24, that showed that most young individuals up until 24 do not understand where they need to return the money back if it's a credit card. I believe things have changed significantly since then. But most people in the most markets where we are considering to open our operations do not understand how credit works and how credit scores work as well. Because most of the time, credit bureaus are not really disclosing that information and those algorithms behind calculating your credit score. In uh, the US, it's even worse. Like you're just, you're forced into credit or credit cards to prove that you are actually trustworthy or creditworthy. And maybe you do not want to get a loan. You just want to, you know, have a basic thing, like, for example, find a job. But even in those situations where some proxy of trust is required, you might have to be forced to credit upon yourself. So that makes the situation even worse. Yeah, it gives you more data if the person borrows 19 times instead of one. But it also should tell you something about, okay, if the person borrows so many times, uh, is, it, is it really a good thing for the person? Maybe we can talk a little bit about the technologies. Is it not my background? You've come from a marketing background. I'm sure in the four years of very hard work, a lot of it has been getting your head around sort of all the, the technology that's available. Talk to me about the role of blockchain in the Lendwall product and how you're leveraging that new tech. 
Blockchain is a very important aspect of, of Lendwell. We use Hyperledger fabric and we use it to store transactions on the blockchain to make them immutable and globally verifiable. The big idea behind it is that our world is global, but our credit histories are local. So if you are born in Norway uh, and uh, you borrow money here, or even if you have a credit card, even if you have five credit cards and you repay them diligently and you have, let's say, a car loan and you also pay it back diligently, the moment you cross the Norwegian border and you go to a different country, like you start from a blank slate. Like you cannot take your credit history with you. Even though we are in the Schengen area, even though it's a European economic area, you cannot do anything about your credit history. You cannot bring it wherever you go. So the idea behind using blockchain here is that to make sure that we can store these transactions in a safe place, they're going to be immutable, it's going to be impossible to change them. And uh, if it happens to be that you are going to a different country and you need some sort of proxy of trust to prove that you actually had these transactions, you can do it by downloading that report from Lendwell, which is going to have your blockchain hash, which the third party or a person you're given the report to can use to just you know go on our website, check the validity of that report, and to make your credit history globally verifiable, to make it transferable, movable, and at the same time immutable, which is also going to have a positive effect on repay rates among borrowers because the moment you understand that, okay, it's not going anywhere, it's not just, you know, a payment remark uh, somewhere which is going to disappear. This is technology. So it's inbuilt in the blockchain tech that it's impossible to remove it. So if you do not repay 25 euros loan, well, that's a too big price to pay for the immutability of that record of, you, of your not paying back that loan. Again, sort of coming back to that idea of community, but being able to take that reputation with you the same way, you know, in the old days, you would have traveled abroad and there'd probably be a community that you went into that somebody there knew an aunt of yours and they knew who you were, they knew the street, they knew people that you knew, and you would bring your reputation with you as, as an immigrant, as, a, as an expatriate to a new country in that way. This is technology enabling you to do the same beyond just the Lenwell business. I mean, I think the impact of what this does overall is a very interesting and, and very exciting to watch. I like how you, how you frame it around the community because the community aspect is extremely important to us. Sometimes among ourselves in, in, inside the Lenwell team, we call a Lenwell application, like, you know, having a mom in your pocket. So, like, you know, usually like when you need to borrow a little bit of money, you go to your parents, you go to your friends. And here you have that community that sees your trust rating and that you can always rely on, like if you need a little bit of money. And uh, the same for, for lenders, right? So like it's uh, investing money in the community. So and instead of just letting your money stay idle on your bank account and not having any interest uh, or very minimal interest, like it's, it's a great uh, alternative investing possibility just you know, to give money back to the community. Community is extremely important. What stage is the Lendwell product at now? Are you out and live in the market? Are you in the launch process? We have an extensive waiting list uh, of individuals. Uh, the waiting list consists of 70 different countries, uh, 7-0. Some indicate that they would like to be borrowers. Some indicate that they would like to be investors. But ultimately, you can be anybody on the platform. We do not have separate applications for borrowers and lenders because, well, you are just a member of the community. You can start from borrowing or you can start from lending. You just cannot do it all at the same time, but you can play an active role in that community regardless of your life situation at the moment. 
We have a ready product, both iOS and Android applications. We also have our own admin panel where we're monitoring everything that is happening on the platform. And uh, we have been running a beta version of the app, closed beta, for a bit more than a year, where we have had 1,500 transactions on the platform and uh, where there were only two defaulted loans over the course of that testing period, which we believe is a very good indicator that our staircase model works, our checks and balances work, and our detection of suspicious transactions work as well. So only two defaulted loans out of 1,500, we believe, is a very good. This goes to show that if you build a good structure and a good product, people want to repay it. And if you're giving them the tools and the education to do so, they will repay it. And I think those sort of risk rates are exceptionally low and good testament to to what you're doing in, in terms of building everything else around the loan, not just providing some capital. And we're also not charging high interest uh, rates because of that. We don't even charge cumulative interest rates. Like very often, credit companies would charge interest on top of interest that will result in a huge effective interest rate at the end of the year. We don't do that. There is no interest on top of interest. It's only uh, 2% loan per month because it's make microfinance. So the maximum could be 30% a year for people who are just starting on the platform. But for those people who have good trust scores, we are considering adding a functionality of choosing their own interest rate so that the borrowers could be responsible for setting up their own interest rate depending on how urgently they need the money from lenders. And then if they want to match quicker, they can choose a higher interest rate, but no, not larger than 2% a month. And if they're not in a rush and they can allow to wait a day or so, then they can get to 0.5% a month if their trust score allows to do so. Talking about another aspect of technology, something else that we also do, and which is also related to the blockchain use, we when we started building Lendwell, people asked us why we don't use cryptocurrency, since like we already have the blockchain tech from the start. And uh, the answer was that you cannot use crypto to pay your rent. We use uh, fiat, normal standard money, which goes uh, from one account to the other. But uh, recently, there has been a possibility of adding an integrated crypto exchange in the platform. That crypto exchange would allow to, to exchange your cryptocurrency holdings into normal standard money that normal people use and send that standard money to the borrower and back. So if somebody has crypto holdings and they would like to utilize crypto in real life scenarios, not, you know, in gaming or anything like NFT related and just, you know, in real standard world, they can do that on Lendwell. Not at the moment. We are still speaking with a partner about how to integrate the crypto exchange inside Lendwell. But that will be another possibility, you know, of bringing technology into a real life scenario. And we really want it to be real life because, you know, when almost everything can be built without blockchain, almost everything can be built without the use of cryptocurrency or Web3 technologies. But the moment you bring those technologies into real life, you understand that, okay, there is actually benefit in using those technologies and that can also inspire innovation further in the industry. Clearly, Lendwell is not just a product for Norwegians. This is a, a global community of borrowers and lenders. If people listening would like to get onto that waitlist or they would like to have a closer look at the product, learn a little bit more about what you're doing and your journey, where is the best place for them to go to connect up with that community? Now it's only available in Norway because it takes time to launch in different countries. Regulations are different everywhere. The best place to go is, of course, our website. It's landwell.com. So you can just go to landwell.com and click on one of the mobile app icons and sign up to the waiting list. 
We've been testing it for more than a year already, but now when we're so close to getting it live, finally, after receiving approval from the financial regulator, we want to make sure that people will get a good product. So go to Langle.com, sign up, and we will inform you when you can use the application. Great. Yeah. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. This is a fully regulated product. It's clearly got a lot of the public good in mind. And I think that for anyone listening, whether they want to borrow and lend or just want to look, I mean, there's some fantastic design elements in there as well. Really slick website. And yeah, definitely good luck for that launch. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 